0: What's goodie in the hoodie, Blackwell family? Welcome back to the Blackwell Box where we heal through real conversations with real people. Okay. As you know, I'm your host, Wellness List. Welcome back. Happy Wellness Wednesday again. How is y'all living? Thank y'all so much for coming back to the Blackwell Box. Okay. So, as you know, here we tackle all things minority mental health. Okay. So our first topic today is going to be couples connections. So I got a very special guest, but before we bring the guest in, you already know, make sure that you are following the Blackwell Box on all platforms, on Twitter, on Instagram at Blackwell underscore box and on YouTube at the Blackwell Box and Twitch at the Blackwell Box. We stream live every Wednesday at 6.30 on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch. And you could catch the playback on Amazon Music, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio Music, and on Anchor. All right. All right. So, like I said, today is about to get low-key type personal up in here. Today, the topic is couples connections. And we are talking... All things dating, makeup, to breakup, to girlfriend, to boyfriend. We're talking all of the stages of dating and how that affects minority mental health. So, of course, of course, I had no choice but to bring in my own girlfriend. If we're talking about dating, then, you know, it's only right. So, hold on, hold on. Bam. We outside. (laughs) Thank God. We are Hello, everybody! Hi! Oh my God! What's and up? It's a
1: debut welcome. of our, our dog. Uh, Oakley so is
0: gonna be popping in clearly, but that's okay. So hey, babe, welcome to the Blackwell Box. How you feeling today? How you living?
1: I'm good. I'm a little nervous, but You're I'm a little here.
0: nervous. Yes. Yeah. Don't be nervous. It's okay. We we all we all family here. You know what I'm saying? In the Blackwell Box. Right? In the Blackwell Box. So it's nothing to be nervous about here. All right. So we about to just get right into it. So as you know, the topic for today is couples connection. So we talking all things dating. All right. All things dating. So we about to just get right into it. I'ma just hit it straight up. A little context, I guess. No, no, no. You do it. You do it. Give the people a little context about us. How long we've been together. Why why you think I brought you on here and talk about dating? Like, what? sorry it's okay it's all right
1: (laughs) um why do i think you brought me on here okay why do i think you brought me specifically on here um i think because people are curious one and two um i personally would love to believe that we represent a healthy relationship in our 20-somethings and that is like not rare, but something that people are kind of it's like a complex thing, so mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about that, okay?
0: You know? All right, so let's, we're let's talk do. about
1: love in your 20s,
0: okay? We're gonna talk about more than that. Just a disclaimer, Morgs does not have any clue, she does not know any of these questions.
1: Yeah, I, I specifically didn't want to know because I didn't want to be biased, y'all. I didn't want to like rehearse my answers or. Just you, pretty much that, like, I didn't want to be rehearsed, so this is unfiltered entertainment for y'all.
0: All right, let's do it. And, like, y'all follow all the Blackwell Box handles. Make sure y'all follow Producer Morgs on Instagram, Producer Morgs with a Z. All Thank right, you. so. First and foremost, like I said, we're gonna talk about dating, but we're gonna talk about all the stages of dating. All right, we're not gonna just talk about love. So we are just gonna get real with it, cause it's a real nigga show. This is a real nigga show. All right. So <laughs> the first the first question is: what is the pettiest thing you ever broke it off with someone for? What's
1: the pettiest thing oh, you said wow. I can't do? Oh wow. Okay. Um the pettiest thing. You want to answer
0: first?
1: I sure.
0: Just, okay. Okay. Sure, I could go first. The pettiest thing I ever stopped talking to somebody for was because I was in like high school and a friend sent me a picture and said, yo, this your girl? Her outfit looked like it's from City Trends. And I was like, whoa, that's embarrassing. So I called her and was like, I just can't do this no more. Yeah. You know? It's just a dub. And then, actually, like a week later, her cousin called me and was like, Yo, Alyssa, like, what happened? That was so sudden. Like, what's good? And I was like, Honestly, she wasn't fitted. She wasn't booted. Like, her outfit was not together out in public. I was embarrassed. And the girl was like, Really, Alyssa? I got three-weighed. She was on the other line. And I oh was like, Oh my
1: God. Those were the high school things, though. Like, <clears throat> for you to get caught up like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I felt bad and then I realized your cousin the one that did this to you. I was never going to tell you that, sweetheart. I was being nice. You know? Were you, though? Okay.
1: Um, I feel like, okay, the pettiest thing I ever broke up with someone for, ooh, this is a messed up question. I was in middle school, though, so I'm better. I'm better now. But it's
0: because they were overweight. It be like that. It be like that. And I just, Middle
1: just, school, You know, middle school, you got a lot to lose. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You really got a lot to lose in your middle school head, but but you really don't because it's middle school. But I was, like, really into this guy, and I was like, all right, you know, we're going to date or whatever. And then the next day I went to school, and I was hiding from him because I'm like, I literally cannot be seen. I This is going to ruin my reputation. I can't have this. Like, no, 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 no. And I remember seeing him and like, hiding from him in the hallway. I had this tall best friend, so I was hiding behind her. And I was like, nah, I can't. And I remember breaking it off at the end of that school day, like, I can't be with you. I never told him why, but I knew personally it was because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be an overweight person.
0: I mean, you better than me, because in middle school and in high school, I wasn't even dating no chick that was overweight or no dude that was overweight. If you, you, see? If you was bigger than me, and I was skinny. In hindsight, if you was bigger than me, it was a no-go, and, you know... Dang, so you wasn't really with nobody, man. No, no, it left me a very small dating pool. (laughs) It did. Okay, we're keeping it on the topic of not quite dating, what we, you know, make-up, break-up-type situations. So, how do you know when you and a partner have outgrown each other?
1: Ah. How do you know?
0: (laughs) That's so sad. Um,
1: I feel like, oh God, I feel like I know that me and my partner have outgrown each other when our goals don't align, you know, and not just, I'm really heavy into my career. You know, if you know me, then you know that, but not just my career goals, but just across the board, if we are continuously not syncing up in how we look at life, then we no longer should be together. like it's one thing to have like you and I have different goals in terms of our professional career and our personal lives, you know what I'm saying but nonetheless there there's still something to strive for and to move forward in in a in a similar way. but if if you if I tell you that oh that's so hard, if I tell you that, I like want to, and I feel like you were not struggled with this in the beginning, a little bit. Like, I remember telling you I wanted like a million dollars or I want to be a millionaire. I plan on that. And you were like, huh? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that changed my perspective. Like, not am I striving for too much, but am I doing the most a little bit, you know? But if I continue to have that goal, let's keep that one, like the million dollar thing. And I strive to be a millionaire. With that goal comes, how do I attain that? How how do I get there? So if I know that I have to do this, that, and the third to get there, and you're not helping me or supporting me to get to that point, and you you're like, "Baby, I'm good with just a thirty thousand dollar salary. I'm I'm good forever with that. I'm I'm okay with living in an apartment forever. I don't ever want to own, own a house. I don't ever want to own my own car. I don't." And it's not just about material stuff i don't spiritually you know what i'm saying i don't Mm -hmm. ever want to heal myself like i'm good where i'm at right now then i okay you and i clearly are not gonna continue to grow because you're not gonna support me and where i want to go in my life so why would i be with you if you're already done progressing you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like it's just not that's not it for
0: me yeah I feel like this is a hard one. This is I feel like it's easy on the outside sometimes, or when you're not that deep in. It's easy to say, you know, eh, you know, we're going two separate paths. But I feel like this is one like that I've been getting, like personally and professionally. This has been the question. This has been the theme of when is it time to call it a quits? Do we keep going? You know, and. For me personally, this was one that shot me in the foot because not realizing that me and my ex had outgrown each other had me still thinking about the first three months where we was on the same wave for a whole another two or three years, mm. you know. And so it is definitely, it's definitely that self-awareness piece. All right. So we're going to yeah. go to the next one, which is let's say you say, all right, baby, we outgrown each other. I'm about to spread my wings and fly at what point how long after that breakup should people wait to get back on the dating scene how how soon is too soon oh
1: see y'all this is how y'all know i know the questions because every time she has a question i'm like oh um okay so i have i feel like an unpopular opinion about this shit personally um i think that society tells you you have to break up with a person and then heal yourself. And then get with the next person. And healing yourself might take a year or, like, at at the very least, like, two, three months, be solo-dolo, you know? But for me, I'm like, do what, do, be on your own timeline. Like, personally, speaking, you said this is a real nigga podcast. I've been in long-term relationships my entire life. And that's something that I'm thinking about currently as a 24 year old, like, what does that mean for Morgan? But that's my own personal journey. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you're if you break up with someone and you just so happen to find someone else that makes you happy, that fulfills you, that knows your goals and y'all align, then who are you to not go not all in with that person, but at the very least kind of put your feet in the water and see what's good. There's no time limit on love or on like, you know what I'm saying? If a person makes you happy, a person makes you happy, and that's what it is. But if you can ask yourself, damn, am I hurting? Do I always have to have a person with me? Then that's your own, you know, that's your own stuff. But I don't think there should be any specific timeline on on love or on liking a person, personally.
0: Okay. All right, so you kind of tapped into the next question, okay? And this one I'm going to tell you right now, it's an open-ended question, okay? It's just a little little chit-chat, okay? So, we talked about when you finally say, "Okay, we're going to call it a quiz. You broke up. You say it's no timeline." You know, you could date somebody, you know, this concept of waiting to be healed, you know, before you date again. So, let's talk about that. My question is really about this concept, you know, in as young people it is definitely, I hear a lot of people say like, they need to get this whole phase in or they need to, on the other side, they need to get this healing phase in. I need to work on me, get me together, get my life all together before I date, or I need to hit these streets and pop that thing before I settle down. So what are your thoughts? Like, are these necessary phases? Like, what's, what's your thought just generally on these things?
1: okay so i think the whole phase that entire phrase within itself is interesting um i do think that is necessary that you have a period of self-discovery um and that doesn't mean you have to be teeny bopping you know to the next person to the next person but to define what whole face means to me (laughs) it just means that you're single and you you're like dating and you're you're not tied to nobody you know i guess that that could mean something different to a bunch of people but i just i think i might have had like a open period like in my hmm,
0: i don't know Whenever is I it necessary that. then do people have to have that i'm gonna say teeny bopping that out that free Unchained time to exist and be in date around is that necessary or can people just get knocked up, locked up, and just be happy and be content forever? Ever, what you think?
1: Um, I think that you can, like you, you can, like there is no secret sauce, like no blueprint to this shit. You know, like you don't have to have a whole phase and then, you know, date somebody. Now you're you're healed within and you're going to be your better self with this person. No, you could still be broken. You could still be a cheater or, you know, have toxic traits. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't ma- matter what came before or after. It just depends on what type of person you are. You know, because I know people who are currently married to their high school sweetheart that right. never truly had that phase. Maybe they had a semester of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, But they really have what people try to define as like their early, to me, their early 20s where they're like texting multiple people and dating multiple people, which I think is fine as well. If that's something that you need, then cool. But I don't think that it's necessary for every, hum- every human being. I think that you can find someone that you love and you go through trials and tribulations with them. And, and that that could be hard just as just as hard as you dating multiple people but it depends on what was good with you was what what you want you know and how important that person is to you because you know like i said like from a young age like i've always wanted a long-term relationship i never wanted to it was difficult for me to juggle multiple people i never wanted to do that i tried it's hard but i like to have a person i'm invested in
0: so Yeah, okay. I feel like I had my whole phase in like middle school, high school. I did it. it I mean, I I feel like similar to the other concept, this idea of healing before dating is one that I think is important. But even when we first got together, this was a conversation. I think, candidly, I think it's unnecessary. I think it's unnecessary pressure to say, before I date, I have to fix me. I have to get me together. I got to do me because... I think that you can heal with a person. And I think that is about making sure you communicate with that person and be honest with yourself and be honest with that person about, Hey, you know, I'm still working through some stuff with, are you still down to clown, you know, and giving them that grace. But I think, you know, I've I've heard a lot of people say this recently, like peers be like, you know, I'm just working on me before I date. And that's beautiful. That's great. I definitely had a period of, working on me, you know, but while I was working on me, I I had some swoop doop on the side in case I got bored on the Thursday night, you know? And so I think it's, I think you can, but I think the idea of you have to have a whole phase or you have to heal before, you don't have to do shit, but stay yeah. black and die. You don't have to do shit. So that's And kinda- it's
1: like, at what point are you really single? Like, out of all these people who be saying, yeah, you know, I'm not dating nobody. Are y'all real, like- are you really, nobody in your phone? Nobody you could sneaky link at 3 a.m. in the morning? Nobody? Come on. Right. Come yeah. on. See. Y'all just don't want to be hands. Y'all don't want to be committed to an individual. And that's what I think is the difference between having multiple bops in your phone and being committed to a person. You still got somebody that you talking to though. Like right. it's different if you if you're committed to yourself and self-discovery for real, 100%. I don't, need, I don't need
0: relationships right now, you know? Right. So let's kind of segue. So let's say you're thinking about dating. You know, it's no timeline. It's no X, Y, and Z. You're liberal. you free. Let you tell it, you know? You yes. don't gotta do shit, but stay black and die, right? So then the, the question becomes, how do you know if there is no rule book, there is no time limit? How do you know? when you are ready mentally to get back into a healthy relationship and not just bop around? What are some signs that you think for you personally or just in people in general? Like, how should somebody know if they're ready?
1: Okay. How do you know you're mentally ready for a relationship? I feel like, okay. (laughs) So I, before Alyssa, you guys, was in a relationship for about four years. And I left that relationship and focused on me and then obviously met Alyssa after that. And I had to figure out if I was mentally ready for a relationship with Alyssa. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's different. It, it, I feel like it depends on the person that you're with. Like, you... The person how you know you're mentally ready is one like a thing that you have to deal within yourself but like you have to also check that other person like are y'all are you ready too and and now that we're in our like 20s mid-20s like you gotta really have those candid conversations and me and Alyssa did like we talked about our past relationships we talked about the things that hurt us we talked about damn are you over that and we were honest certain, certain things we weren't over certain things we were and with that, we're like, all right. With with the amount of things that you are over, I think that you're at the very least ready to do something with me, you know. So that's how I I temperature check things. It's not just me; it's like the person I want to be with too, you know. But how I know that I'm mentally ready, I just make sure yes. that I you dead dead ass like you know just at the very least make sure that you don't have no ties with nobody else for real like like 100 know that because that's that's like the bare minimum and mm-hmm. the other stuff it's like you got to go with it you got to roll with it there will never be no perfect time some certain things will pop up in your relationship that you realize damn i gotta work on that Ooh, i gotta work on that one but like at the very least make sure that you're not like tied to another person and that you don't have this access baggage of just multiple people and shit. Like, that's just not the move. And I know I'm on a spiritual and mental journey. And For some, mental health journey, for some people, that would be important before getting into a relationship, making sure that your mental health is in tune, making sure that your spiritual self is in tune. You know, some would say your financial, your financial self is in tune. So you have to make sure that you look at these particular boxes and be like all right does this matter before i i lay next to somebody before i go on a date with somebody because you know you have to check those things out but for me it's like making sure i'm not tied to nobody else and also that my spiritual my mental is good enough to be with a person and like really be with them like i'm here for you I, i i can i can handle being here for me and you, because that's a whole nother beast being there for yourself and then another person when they go through shit. Like you gotta show up for them. Are you ready for that? You know what I'm saying? So that's how I temperature check
0: Okay. This was one personally that was really hard for me, like in high school and in college, because I had in both situations a separate ex that I was like tied to, and I would be like. I'm done with this bitch. I'm out of here. And be like, I'm ready for another relationship. And that just hurt me and the other person. And I look dumb, you know. So it's definitely important to be able to, you know, I feel like it all come down and just really like being honest with yourself. Like, are you really done with that person? Are you really ready to move on to something else? And have you sat with yourself? Um, have you got your whole phase out if that's what you need? You know, are You only you can answer these things for yourself. So we're going to kind of segue. We're going to lighten it up a little bit. This is the Blackwell box. And, of course, we talk about all things Black mental health. So we got to get some Black questions up in here. So let's say you're on a dating scene now. We done done got broken up with, broke up with. We done got over it. We done did our whole phase, our healing phase. You know, we done (laughs) did it all. And now we say we ready. So the question is, how do you feel about dating outside of your race? As a Black woman, how do you feel about that? I didn't mean I didn't mean to respond that way.
1: Um, Personally, I have did it outside my race, Um, and it was interesting. And it was only interesting because it was. It wasn't because we had a conversation and I realized our cultural differences or anything. It was just like, "Whoa, you're you're a white boy." (laughs) Whoa, you're an Asian girl. Like, ah, okay, cool. You know, um, but now in my 24 year of life, I would prefer to date within my race. Because I am just I I just feel like there's cultural things that we go through there, there's certain things that we just understand without having to be we don't gotta say it. We don't we don't have to explain it. We don't have to define it. I don't gotta teach you about my background, on top of teaching you about me—that's just right. like a double whammy—and I, I don't have the energy for that, you know. So I would prefer to date within my race, and that would just take away from that like extra teaching of like, yeah, this is why we listen to this, or yeah, this is why we say this at the cookout, like. Yeah. don't want to have to do all of that you know that's just exhausting a little bit um and there are certain people i would give credit to understanding and knowing that those things already but there's going to be some instance in your relationship where you have to say this is what natural hair is and i don't feel like that
0: i respect it i mean for me like i really don't care what other people do but like i said on the last episode It's difficult for me to have white clients. So it's definitely going to be difficult for me to date a white girl. Like, personally, I mean, I just think black women are beautiful. So it's just no need. I mean, I don't, I just don't see it happening for seeing it be, you know, it was just never my thing. It was just never my thing. Personally, I feel like growing up where I grew up, it was like black people and white people and the black people just. It made more sense to your extent, you know, If the vibes was there. You don't have to explain none. You don't have to worry about her mom. I talked to a white girl before and it was just awkward. Her mom was just like, oh, hey, uh, I, you know, it's awkward enough yeah. you know, as a stud where people don't know. You got to answer a lot of questions. People got to understand you and learn you and vibe you out. So then just adding the, the cultural piece to it, it's just personally, not my thing if other people want to do i've heard people who say like they're strongly against it because we should be keeping the black in the black and growing the black race to me you know love who you love because i would hate for somebody to tell me like oh you can't date, which they have you can't date women you know so i'm not gonna tell nobody they can't date outside their race but for me it's kind of like they just not as cute it's i never seen a white person that (laughs) looks better than a black girl. So it's just never been bussing. It just never made sense. So since we're talking about black women, we're talking about all things black. So there has been a trend that I'm sure we've all seen on social media where these black guys mainly are saying why they wouldn't date a black woman, why they would rather date outside of their race. So my question is, have you seen those? Yeah. Okay. So my question is, why do you think that black women get such a bad rep? With specifically in the realm of dating, like that we're just people for people to even make a video, I'm lost for words with the concept personally of someone, especially a black person, saying, This is why I don't like to date black women. So I just wonder, what is your opinion on like why do you think black women get such a bad rap?
1: Uh, It's unfortunate. And I saw that particular video, well, a video of black men around, going around the room, just expressing why they don't want to date a black woman. Um, And I think it's just like uh, stereotypes, you know, like they think that black women, when we when we express our concern, they think that we're complaining or that we're bitching or that we're like aggressive or whatever. But, you know. Let another person of another race, be it white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever, it doesn't matter. They're just expressing their concern. Like, you know, so I, I just feel like the the black woman in general from a young baby gets like the just so much criticism to the point of like black babies, black girls specifically are looked at as grown women. You know what I'm saying? And we as soon as we go into the restaurant or the nail shop or the grocery store and we say, why is this like this? We are automatically just loud and aggressive and rude and uh, difficult for, you know, I can't find my words, but um, I think that's a lot.
0: I think it's definitely toxic. So the segue is when you thinking about your potential or your current partner. What are some toxic red flags? Some things it's like, mm-mm mm. mm, mm.
1: <laughs> ah, that's funny because I date you. Um, okay. So you can tell them my red
0: flags if I got them or I had them. We keep it a real nigga show, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Some red flags I have are I am like, do not cheat on me. Like, like, and I don't know if that's a red flag or just like a
0: boundary a little bit boundary Boundary.
1: yeah but a a red flag to to try to gauge if i am dating a cheater is like someone who is flagrantly like just talking to other people or when we go out moving as an individual and not like moving with me um another one is someone who's unmotivated i'm extremely motivated in a lot of areas of my life And I just cannot date someone who long-term is just unmotivated about any, like, just please get up. That's it. Um, Another one would be someone who has a family that is unaccepting of me. I come from a very small family, and I I can't tolerate someone who has a family that does not know about, like their gayness or does not accept it or accept me for that matter um and for context like I'm, I'm bisexual so it doesn't it go it goes both ways so it's like just in general if you have a family that is just does not mess with me then I in extension cannot mess with you like we there is no long term for us because I'm looking for that I'm look. It's, it's like I I love you yes and I want to be with you but I need all that extra too, you know. Um so those are just a few okay and, and I like I don't really have my red flags like spelled out to go crazy on y'all tonight but those are That a few. was
0: that was a lot of red flags, I'm no, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think it's definitely dependent on the person. For me like from a mental health standpoint, I think that some definite toxic red flags are if you continue to find yourself choosing the other person over yourself, like anybody that know me, like I'm I'm a ride for mine. I'm going to be like, you know what, babe, you want to eat that? I don't. We just going to eat it. It's fine. So I'm not saying that, but in things that are really important, that are really deep or like just those little things adding up. You know, I always tell people you got to call a thing a thing in order to even know that it exists, you know? Mm. So if you find yourself looking up saying, damn, every day. I'm doing something that is picking this person over me, then that's a red flag or every day or not even every day, you know, somebody is not valuing you. That's a toxic, a red flag, or they're not giving you the space to just exist as yourself, which kind of all goes in that same bubble. You know, they, you always got to pick their thing or you don't even want to bring your thing up because you just so in love with this person. They might not even say shit. You may be doing a toxic behavior because you are so infatuated with this person, you know? So I feel like it's definitely when you feel yourself kind of getting away from yourself, getting away, accepting things you wouldn't regularly accept, you know, feeling like this person's opinion. And for me personally, I experienced a lot of like verbal abuse from partners, you know, where they was like, Alyssa, you just ain't shit. I don't like you no more. You talk too much, X, Y, Z, you know? And so I thought that their opinion... Mattered more, than my opinion, to the point that I looked up one day and was like, "I don't even know. Do I am I? I, I, I know. You know." So, yeah. so when you feel like that, your partner is not giving you space to exist and be your best, genuine self, then I feel like that is like the ultimate red flag of like, this is probably not the best space for your mental yeah. health. Probably, and it's yeah. probably not best space for either one of y'all because. That person should be challenged to not do that, to not infringe upon people as well. So, yeah, that's kind of my take. So, we already kind of talked about this one a little bit. We talked about, you know, when you're dating somebody and you break up and now you want to get into a new situation, is it realistic to expect that partner not to bring any baggage as far as toxic behavior or stuff they still going through? Like, people, like, just whatever your definition, kind of baggage. Is it realistic to say, if you want to be with me, you need to be off that. You need to be like we. Like I just recently heard somebody be like, you know, like I gotta, I gotta get over some some other stuff, you know. And it's like, is that realistic for people to be a new person, a whole new person, for they start back dating somebody?
1: No, uh, not a whole new person. Um, I don't I, think that. <laughs> I don't think that like we always are going through something and that's the crazy part about life like we're all, something is always up you know but it's just like the things that you're working on like your foundation your values what what grounds you to to get to a point where you're like how those things that you're going through continu- you know continuously how life throws curveballs at you like how how it impacts you so i feel like if you got out of a relationship you know and it was really toxic, there are some things that you should work on that are isolated events. You dealt with that particular person, so you don't bring that to the next person. You know, like if you got cheated on and now you have trust issues, hopefully you don't bring those same trust issues to the next individual because it will make it difficult for you to stay with that new person. But like to be a whole new person, like, or to be perfect, Like I was just telling Alyssa, you, there's no, there's no, you can't be perfect. You can't, you know, because life evolves. You have new seasons. Once you were a toddler trying to be potty trained, and the next second you were a high school student trying to master not having pimples on your face. There's always something that you're, you're going through that you're trying to get over. So like to be like 100%, I think means to have those that foundation within you to to make sure that when something's thrown at you that it's like all right I know how this will impact me I know how to handle this I know how to get I know how to handle this but like just to not have anything in your in your trunk it's kind of like all right what kind of person Who's what, what kind of sheltered and no no offense to shelter people out there like more power to you but like whoa
0: yeah I mean I I agree. I feel like you learn how to date from dating. So I 100% do not think it's realistic for you to come with nothing. I think that we come with shit more than not. You know, I think that we come, and that kind of goes back to my idea of, you know, the concept of people feeling like they have to heal before they date again. I feel like you rob yourself of opportunities. Cause there's lots of people who I brought shit into that relationship and granted I didn't stay, but if I didn't do that relationship because I was trying to heal or X, Y, Z, it's a lot of stuff I would have missed. And that's something yeah. that I learned, you know, when I was dating in undergrad and I got out of a relationship and I was like, I'm going to learn how to trust and I'm going to learn all these things. And it can, not it occurred to me like, how I'm going to learn how to trust people without a person, if I'm sitting yeah. alone with myself, how I'm going to learn how to communicate if I'm not talking to nobody. You know, I'm sitting and talking to myself. And so, you know, we, we are naturally social creatures. And I think that people, you know, naturally, we don't want to waste our time. We don't want to hurt people. We don't want to do all those things. So we feel like we need to heal and do all of this self-work, a lot of self-work, you know, before we get into a relationship. And I think your point of saying, like, being grounded in yourself is enough. If your foundation is strong, it really doesn't matter what's on the top because it's going to change. You know the yeah. house don't stay looking the same. You're gonna paint it, you're gonna add this, take that, renovate it. And so that Ooh, happens. That's good. <laughs> that happens, you know, day by day. So I really like me personally and professionally, um, even because you know a lot of people they come and they say, Yo, I'm here, I want to heal and work on me so I could be a better sister, mom, brother, girlfriend, boyfriend. And it's like you gotta do those things. You you learn in the trenches, you can't sit back. Not talk to your sister for a year and learn how to be a better sister. You learn how to yeah. be a better sister through through going through shit, through being through like the Ooh.
1: trials, yeah. And that's yeah. where it comes
0: from being transparent with the people around you and saying, "I am healing, I am learning, I am working," so that when these things come up, it's not like a surprise to either one of you because you don't you don't been honest. I feel like yeah, the problems when people they say they want this expectation, it doesn't happen. They lie to themselves and to the people around them and say, I'm healed. I'm in this relationship. And something pops up and they like, oop. Yeah. And it's it's bound to happen. So I think you know, it's just definitely a matter of being honest with yourself and knowing that, like, like you said, you're never gonna be perfect. And waiting to be perfect, you're really gonna stunt your growth. You're really never gonna be perfect because you we don't learn in a bubble. There's nothing you can you can't sit at home and read books and just be, figure out how to be amazing. You need to interact. You need to apply it. Mm -hmm. At some point, you know, you're going to either bring negative baggage or you might bring positive baggage. Either way, you really trial and error. Because even if you think about it, if you sat at home, worked on you, did all of these things, did therapy, whatever. Now when you do finally go out and date, what you're bringing is this positive baggage of, this is what I learned. Let me try it on you. So either mm-hmm. way, you're trying and erring and some shit is going to go left. So it's definitely not, to me, it's not realistic to, to expect to not bring anything into your next situation. Because that's that's how we learn. That's how we get contacts and know how to interact in the next situation. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's say you dating. We're going to kind of segue now we, we, we in the relationship. Okay. We done brought our baggage. We done did our hoeing. We done did our healing. (laughs) You know, we done said no to the white girl. And now we're in this relationship relationship. and bringing it back to the concept of, you know, mental health. How can you tell when your mental health is declining when you're in a relationship and do you tell your partner or do you just kind of deal with it on your own?
1: Um, okay so i feel like i dealt with this in my past relationship and how i knew my mental health was declining i just wasn't motivated within the relationship anymore you know how you kind of want to do certain things for your partner like you want to do that extra thing that they like or when you wake up you're excited to talk to them like or you just think about the future also with them. Like, I am know personally, I'm a very future-oriented person. So, like, if I'm still moving forward with you in mind, then that's, like, that's a good sign. But if I know that I've taken you out of that future and I'm, like, kind of creating an exit plan a little bit. And it's, like, within creating that exit plan, I'm kind of stagnant. As I'm with you, that's how I know. Like, all right, enough is enough. I need to, I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here and help myself. You need to help yourself. Like, we clearly something ain't right. Something ain't right because I'm not even thinking about you when I'm making my trip to uh somewhere next year. Like, I'm not thinking about you. You know, so
0: so when you feel
1: that,
0: when you feel that, are you obligated? to tell your partner hey i'm going through this mental health stuff or maybe i went to therapy and they told me that i got this serious diagnosis or this new are you obligated to tell your partner that or do you just make the exit plan and and say this ain't working you don't need to know why
1: i think as a mature adult you should let them know because it leaves a person like a little bit confused if you just skate with no explanation like You know, like you should let them know, hey, at the very least, I'm not feeling this relationship anymore. Um, It's been fun. Like I truly enjoyed our time together, but this ain't going to work out. You know, at the very least, like you don't got to tell them I've been diagnosed with severe depression and I'm like, you don't got to go that far. But at the very least, let them know that I am not happy. I'm not happy. And then from there, y'all can have a conversation that could be good or. It could be like I'm not happy either. Oh, thank you for telling me. We both not happy. Let's leave each other. And then from there, you make a mutual agreement to just leave each other. It may be hard still, but at the very least, y'all both know that it wasn't because I just don't find you attractive anymore, or or I'm in love with someone else, or something ridiculous. And not to say that the mental health thing isn't quote unquote ridiculous. It's just I know about it though. She told me she just wasn't happy.
0: That's fair. And I think definitely if your goal is to stay in a relationship, to some extent, you know, you need to open up Pandora's box and communicate this is how I'm feeling. So on the devil's advocate side of that, can a partner be too emotional or too open about their feelings? Like I'm community. We all know. We all know professionally, personally, communication. People love communication. So can somebody over communicate their feelings? Is that a thing?
1: uh no i think i mean it may be annoying if like a person is continuously like every day something or it's pretty much every day something but like you should take note as their part as their partner like yo every day my girl's complaining about something i did she did we did as a unit like Take note of that and how it makes you feel. And if you know it makes you feel icky, then y'all gotta talk about that. Y'all gotta talk about that, resolve that, or or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't know if there's a, a such thing as too emotional, or too open. Because I'm I really work on communication. So yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, I actually I actually have stopped talking to somebody because I felt like they was just two in a bag every day. Something sad was happening and it was affecting my mental health. I was like, damn, bitch, ain't <laughs> nothing good. You know, like shit, like every day she has something going on and I and, and not not a bitch, but it was like, as her partner, and we was just casually dating, honestly, but as you somebody her talking to her, I said, you know, one, this is starting to affect me. And two, I really don't think that this is, you have the mental capacity to pour into me like like you need to because as soon as we get on the phone, instead of telling me my hairline look cute, you telling me that you sad oh, about sad. something else. You know, yeah. so you you just either need somebody equally sad or somebody whose life is amazing and that won't be. Or triggered. she needs to hurt like heal herself a little bit. I mean, but it wasn't even like necessarily her her own healing. It was just like her emotional responses to just regular life things and not to minimize them but things like people dying people getting sick you know things happening in college you know college stuff her emotional reactions to me were triggering they were too oh, okay. intense you know so it wasn't really a matter of her sitting and necessarily healing but just she was open and emotional and when things happened, they hit her right in the gut and I was like Especially at that time, I was not as emotionally expressive as I am now. So I was really like, baby, this baby. is too so much. Yeah. I'm
1: just here for fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Shh, shh.
0: Can't do nothing about it. Let it go. Let yeah. it go. All right. So I got a couple more for you, just a couple more. We're going to switch it to you and I. We're going to pivot, pivot. All right. So, what is the hardest part about your current? relationship what is the hardest part about dating me specifically wow if they stayed this long i feel like they deserve some tea so what is the hardest part or has been the hardest part about your current relationship we've been in it for three years so something has had to come up that's crazy
1: about you that's crazy about you that you asked um I feel like the hardest part about mm, this relationship has been
0: <laughs> requiring minds Okay.
1: Okay. So our conversations surrounding like children and marriage. I'm uh, for people who don't know, I'm very comer- career career oriented and it's important for me to get that into into shape before anything else you know, but we've had conversation about kids and marriage and this kind of thing. And it shifted like how I'm thinking about it. Like, okay, maybe I don't have to have a 401k. Maybe I don't have to have all this stuff, you know, together before I have a baby or I put, you know, I get a ring or something like that. But that's been the hardest part is, is figuring out that aspect because you gotta be real. I'm 24, you 25. Like that's, and to me that's a big deal like that i don't care if other people minim not minimize it but see it as like oh yay like i see that as like huge step so that's been the hardest part is figuring out that aspect and us having multiple conversations surrounding it as such three years is is a, a good amount of time in but to me i would like more time to to make sure that we're really ready for that, you know? And that's just been like a struggle, so.
0: Okay. For me, I feel like the hardest part about my current relationship is that it is healthy. That is the hardest part because I never been in a healthy relationship. So one, I'm at a place now where I feel the best that I've ever felt about myself and about my relationship. And so to that point, I'm like, this is great, you know, and I have to pump my brakes. And we've had a conversation before about it. Like, you know, just because this is the best you've had doesn't mean that this is as good as it can get. We can hit other levels and be more connected and those type of things. So the fact that it's healthy, I mean, in the beginning, I was kind of like in denial. I was like, this girl about to, she about to play me. She, I was just on guard. I was like, oh, I already God. know. I already know how girls get down. And this is, you about to play me, you know? And so it took me a long time to really be able to be like, all right, fine, fine. Maybe you you don't have bad intentions. Maybe you are here to stay for a little bit. And kind of once that switch happened on top of, you know, doing more self-work and being better, like having a healthy relationship between us and seeing, which I never seen, seeing other gay black couples take that next step, I'm like, well, shit. Once that switch went off, I was like, let's do it right now. Let's just, you know, be married. And yeah.
1: say, no, there's so much more we have to do.
0: For sure, for sure. So that's definitely been the hardest part is just adjusting to being in a healthy adult relationship and, and believing that I deserve it and that is here. Yeah. You know, so I got abandonment issues. I'd be like, is you going to sneak out in the middle of the night? You know, that was hard for me to be like. You still here the next day? Wow. Oh, okay. Are you about to rob me? No? Okay. This is weird. Uh. So, okay. Last question. Last but not least. Of course, on the Blackwell Box, we always want to leave people with something tangible they could take. I know we done said a lot, but explicitly putting it out there. What advice do you have for people who are, whether they just got out of a relationship, whether they are in a relationship, whether they are dating around what advice do you have just in general for people who say, I want a healthy monogamous relationship. I want that. What, what do I need to do to get it and to keep it?
1: Um, I would say to not be so hard on yourself and the other person. Like, don't. I, I find that a lot of people that are single have a lot of boxes, and not to say to lower your standards. Don't do that. But just relax a little bit and know that you can have that box and express that to your partner, and they can meet you there, even if they don't have it yet. You know, if they if they check the things that you're like, ah, I really like this person, but they just don't have a hundred thousand dollar salary like really check yourself and understand what you're asking of a human and and you know what are you bringing to the table so i think that that's a thing that you people can like look at like if if you're not providing it and you're asking for it's a valid kind of thing um and another thing is to just go like go with the flow like just 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 have fun you know just really have fun love is about fun love is about is about so much versus judgment you know i feel like a lot of people bring judgment into their relationships and it just makes things so serious and people are so quick to leave because a person does something they don't like one time and i'm not talking about cheating i like i said i have a zero dollar for that but like if somebody's smacking or eating the wrong way or or leave the clothes some kind of way, or just do something like people be so petty and I'm just relax a little bit. Or if you're petty, know that you truly don't want to be in a long term relationship. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. (laughs) So that's my advice is just to loosen up a little bit, you know, and understand that a person can meet you where you want them to be. If you express yourself and communicate and talk, you know, talk. That's, that's that's my biggest thing. Just talk about it. And if you find that maybe a year down the line, five, six months down the line, they're not meeting you there, then y'all have a check-in. Me and us do check-ins often. How you feeling about me? That's real. Be honest. How you feeling about me? You know, and then go from there. Just be real with each other. You know, and that's that's my biggest thing. That's my
0: biggest thing. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I feel like I agree. I agree with all of those points. I think that is definitely important. One of the ones that you hit that hits home for me personally is personally, professionally, socially, X, Y, and Z. I think that we should not expect anything of anybody else that we are not willing to do ourselves. We can't expect our girlfriend, boyfriend, not to cheat, but we want to cheat or be out all night. We can't expect our boyfriend or girlfriend to use nice, kind words to us and have a cool head when they're upset if we're not modeling that, if we're not at the very least expressing that, you know? And it interestingly, interestingly, a piece of advice that I got from these streets, uh, from, from an anonymous person was, you know... That to the communication piece, It in a relationship, it takes two. And the advice was, it is your job. It is your job to tell people how you need to be loved, tell people what you need, and it is their job to choose to respect it. And if they don't, then you leave. You can't force things on people and you can't expect them to know. You can't expect them to just do just cause you say so. Because ain't nobody that fine, you know? So definitely the concept of not expecting anything from somebody that you're not willing to do yourself and communicate. You got to let people know what what is going on in a respectful way. In a respectful yeah. way. You got to let them know this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is my triggers. And you can't communicate that with anybody else until you communicate it with yourself first.
1: Yeah. So and I understand- then like people are going to make mistakes people are going to piss you off people are going to not do something that you like and you have to under you have to ask yourself is this person worth it in the in the heat of the moment you might not think so but like at, at the very least ask yourself after you've came off that frustration high like you know what remind yourself of the good moments you know because people be so flighty People be so ready to leave when they something they don't like happen, you know. And you have to stick it out because no relationship you have will be perfect. No human being that you date that you befriend in your family is perfect. So erase that whole concept and understand that the the closest people to you will hurt you the most because they're the closest to you. So you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? This pain that I have from this person—is it worth it? Yeah, because I love them, you know. So that's that's the realest ex. That's the realest thing. It's like they gonna hurt you. They gonna hurt your feelings. But is it worth it to push through that and and express how that shit hurts you? And we we don't. I don't want that to happen again. You know what I'm saying? So
0: that's another tidbit. That's beautiful. Is it worth it? Because that that piece right there is going to help you push through or it's going to help you push out. It's going to help you say, no, it's not. It's not your, your happiness is not worth my sanity. Or I love you so much. I care about you and I think that this is healthy and it's good enough that this one thing is not worth blowing up our whole spot. So is it worth it? Is it worth it? Do you really do you really want it? Cuz you got to work for it every single freaking day. Every single freaking day. <laughs> so on okay. that note, on on that note. On that note, make sure that you guys are following Producer Morgs. Make sure you're following Producer Morgs. On Instagram, make sure you follow wellness.lis wellness.list on Instagram. And as always, make sure you follow in the Blackwell Box on all platforms. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for, for pulling up to the Blackwell Box, you know, and dog sitting. Because if he was oh up God. here on my camera, it would have been a problem. But it. make sure that you guys are following. Make sure you come back next Wellness Wednesday. And in the meantime, in between time... Make sure you stay black, stay blessed, stay beautiful, and most importantly, stay well. Peace.